Cause when the jungle come alive, who they we ignite in us. Cincinnati, we gon' rise in us. In the jungle, we unite in us. Dripping orange and black and white. Who they when we fight? Live and die in these crowds. Wake up the beast. Every game day is a beast. Time to bust it off the leash. In the jungle, dripping heat. Tigers strike the city streets. Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopol. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the back-to-back AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm up to 2,384 subscribers. As always, I couldn't do this without you guys, so I really, really do appreciate it. But if you're watching on Twitter X, or Facebook, and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, but you say, Strawberry, I don't have a YouTube channel. It's real simple. Go to YouTube, subscribe. It's free, and then go find my channel and subscribe to that. Hit the bell for the notification, so every time I go live, you'll be notified. I'd appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from this glorious place down there. It's the Ice Cave, and the Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. And you know it, we've got the greatest quarterback in the league. His name is Joe Burrow. We call him Jackpot. If you want any of the gear, the hats, the flags, the, I, don't, I don't have a jersey, but the shirt's on, uh, go to jackpotjoey9.com if you want any of the beer. Uh, it's at Brick Brewery uh, and at all major Kroger's. Pretty much it's everywhere. Go find it. Again, portions of Percy, go to the Joe Burrow. Hunger Relief Fund of the Joe Burrow Foundation. What is up to everybody in the chat? Strangers in the first. Brad's in there. Ross is in there and Lindsay, what is going on? All right, I am dying to find out where this man is at because he is in the sun. He's got his shades on. Looks like he's sitting poolside. Maybe he's in Arizona. Let's find out where Muhammad is at. What's going on, brother? What's going on, my dude? It's where are you at, man? Where are you at? You 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 out just outside enjoying the, this nice, wonderful uh, Cincinnati weather? Yeah, I'm not in Arizona. <laughs> I, I would. <laughs> I would say I'd love to be there, but honestly, with how the Bengals are looking, I'd actually rather not be there right now. So Cincinnati is good for me, man. (laughs) 
Come on, Muhammad. They're going to win Sunday. Come on. You got to have positivity, man. <laughs> they pay you to All say right. that, Jeff. They pay you. So, since the last time you were on here, you actually have uh, partnered up with uh, with uh, my boy Malik, Malik Wright. That is correct, yes. Uh, I'm still looking for full-time work, but I'm officially uh, the NFL uh, chief editor. Uh, I should say co-chief editor for uh, TWSN with my man Malik. I've been on for almost two months now. It's been great. I'm actually working on putting together uh, a great piece, which I'm sure I'm going to probably speak verbatim on this podcast anyway about what on earth is really going on with Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow. But, yes, it's been great. I've uh, been doing some other stuff on the NFL, but my focus has just been giving some commentary on the Bengals and uh, where things stand right now. So it's been good, man. Shout out to Malik, one of the best guys out there putting me on like that. Y'all listen to uh, his show as well, First Star Logistics on YouTube, to sit down with Malik Wright and uh, go to our website, TWSN.org. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Or not org, TWSN.net, because we're not net, yeah. Not, yeah, Malik's, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, too, too, many, too many letters. Yeah, Malik's been on here a couple of times. Uh, my boy Evan McPhillips, who's on, on the sit-down with him a lot, he's been on here a couple of times. They're all a bunch of good dudes over there. So I I, I always appreciate Malik and every, all the shout-outs and the, him coming on my show. He's, he's a good dude. Was, last time I saw him, as we were last year, we were in the airport uh, getting ready to go down to Tampa and watch the, uh, the, the Bengals kick ass down there. So that was good I think times. I was there, right? Were you there? Were you, on, were you on the Frontier flight? Yeah, yeah. Then I would have. You would have seen me there, whether I you knew me or not. I was on that. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know you then. Well, damn. I could. I could have met you in person then. <laughs> well, I, I was so new on the beat. Nobody knew who I was at that point. So no, no, no offense there, man. No, none taken. <laughs> well, I, I definitely we're definitely have to meet sometime in, in person and in, uh, and hang will. out. But uh, so all right. So let's get into this. Since you, you brought it up here, what's what's going on with with Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow? What, what's your thoughts? I'll be honest with you, man. I think what's going on is they're scared to tell Joe Burrow no. I think it's that simple. I mean, do you agree with that? Because, I mean, I think about it like this. You're playing at Tennessee. You're down 24. And, like, I was actually there, by the way. Okay. I I was at that game with my friend Trent who lives in Indiana. I drove down to Nashville, stayed with my cousin, and he met me. And I'm thinking, why on earth is Joe Burrow still in this game right now? He's already not looking good physically and mentally. You could tell he had no confidence. And you trust this guy to play for the rest of the game when you know it's out of reach. I know there was one scene, I think, on the TV, and I, I saw it even from where I was sitting, where it looked like Jake Browning was about to go in and Burrow's like, I'm good, I'm good. Like, what's, what, what is Zach Taylor scared of? Like, Joe Burrow having a hissy fit? Like, okay, he'll have a hissy fit after the game, blow some steam. But, I mean, Joe Burrow's a mature adult, right? Like, he knows that, okay? He's pulling me out of the game. I'm not looking good. I'm not feeling good. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So, I don't know, man. It just seems like they're not standing up to him. Like, if I'm Zach Taylor, either he really, really is naive and thinks Joe Burrow's good enough to play out there, or he's just scared to tell the guy no. Or, and or, I should should say and or, they just really don't trust Jake Browning or even, I know they got A.J. McCarron, but right now at least because he's new, they don't trust him either. So, it's like, you kind of put yourself in a donut there, Zach. I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah, that that okay. So, I don't know why he was playing in the fourth quarter. That that was a conundrum for me. That that didn't make any sense because Zach and I don't I don't necessarily think Zach's scared to tell him to, to that he can't play because they pulled him out of the Browns game. So he didn't play in the Browns game when that thing was out of reach. So he's done it before. Why he played in the fourth quarter? I have absolutely well, that no was idea. Way more out of reach. So like I think even 
Burrow knew at that point, yeah, we're toast. After and then they now didn't my get the 20, down. 24 points or 20. I mean, it was over in Tennessee. It With was three over. minutes left. Yeah, yeah so in this case, it yeah. was 12 minutes left. Yeah, it was it was over. So, I mean, yeah. So I, I don't know if that's the case or not. I I, I I've been puzzled that, by that myself. But your point you just said of the reason why I think they keep playing uh Joe Burrow is because they don't trust Jake Browning. Now people come at me and say, well, they should have done a better job of getting a, a better backup quarterback. I agree with that. But on the flip side of that, they tried. They thought Trevor Simeon was going to be that guy. And then uh, Greer showed got there. He was only there for a week and a half. I think he was going to be the guy. And then he bolted. So now you got A.J. McCarron, who's not up to speed. So they're kind of they're stuck. <laughs> and right well, to now. To be honest, though, but can't, can't you start pointing fingers at Duke Tobin at that point of why you thought Trevor Simeon was a, was a decent backup when, well, no, I mean, I'll, I don't know. I this. I, I, I totally agree. They dropped the ball on, on, on that's, that's, uh, how, how does Jake, uh, let's get called up, uh, structure management or whatever, or, uh, the, your, your uh, how you build your team or they, they roster management, roster management. Yeah. yeah it, it's a complete, that's no, I can't say anything more than that. They did mess up on this. And, 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 and but right now to the point they're at now, they have to win. If they don't win Sunday, it's over. Season's over. Joe's season's got over. So, if they don't win Sunday, I mean, I'm gonna pull the flag out and say the season's over. Yeah, like, I mean, the white I, flag. I don't care if they win the next eight. Like, you're still gonna lose at least three, four more games, and at that point, a playoff game's out of reach, dude. Even a seven seed's out of reach because I mean, Cleveland looks decent. Baltimore's in first place. I mean, Buffalo, Miami. I uh, mean, either way we go right good. now, Mom, it's it's a, it's an uphill battle. It's gonna be. I mean, they're gonna have to win damn near all of them right now the way they are. I now, I mean. And I, I'm always the guy with the, the optimism because if Joe is getting healthier, which it looks like he is, I mean, from all indications, now he's not going to be running around, be scrambling and stuff, I don't think, on Sunday. But as long as he can step up or step sideways and, you know, move a little bit in that pocket, you know, I think that, that bodes well for the future of how this team will go. But they basically got to win all of them all right, right now, almost all of them, right at, to the point they're at now. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, you can look at the stats. I, I forget what the percentages are, uh, but I'm pretty sure it's like since they did the the realignment in 2002 with the divisions, I think teams that start one and four are literally there's like a six percent chance to make the playoffs. That might even be before the alignment actually. So since the O2 alignment when they changed up the divisions, I don't think anybody that's one and four has gotten in. Now you have the Detroit yeah, Lions who are one and six. The Lions were one and six, and they just had a really crazy run. I think they won like eight out of their next 10 and they just barely missed out because Seattle won in week 18. But other than like last year's Detroit Lions, and again, that was a really weird team. That's like another conversation, but outside of the Detroit Lions, I don't think a one in four Bengals team to do it. Cause let, let, let's be realistic. Here. Let's be pragmatic. I like to find a balance of hope and fear. As I tell people, let's assume they do go one and four. So I'm going to be honest with you. And we'll get to this in a second. I don't think they're winning that game. I really don't. And I'll explain that in a second. What, but this, this Sunday, this Sunday, I don't think okay. they're going to win, which I'll explain. But okay. to preface going back to what I was saying, say you go one and four, which I think will happen. Go one and four. You're hosting Seattle next week. Whether Burrow plays or and or Jake Browning plays or AJ McCarron plays, best case, and this isn't even a good best case. Best case, you go two and four. You go to the bye week. Even then, like, do you really think Burrow's calf is going to heal by the bye week? Like, how can he heal but still get his butt kicked every time he's out there? Like. Every time he got hit against Tennessee by Jeffrey Simmons and Aziz Shair and all these guys that were 
gobbling him. Like, I, I don't see how Denver went 1-4-19 and made the playoff. That's actually not true. Denver hasn't been in the playoffs since they won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. So I would revisit that, Mr. Brad, because that is incorrect. Uh, but to what I was saying, even if your best case 2-4, and four, I don't think Burrow's calf is going to be healthy because unless they pull my two favorite letters right now, they pull the IR, they pull the IR on this guy, and he gets four weeks, just straight rest, as much conditioning as he needs, unless they do that, and your best case scenario is two and four, which is really not a best case situation. Like it's still pretty bad, so the bar is pretty low there. I don't see the season being saved because you have at worst a one and five team, at best a two and four team at the bye week, and then you got San Francisco, who literally looks like, in my opinion, the best team in the NFL right now, and they haven't even played like a full complete game yet. Well, no, I guess that's Philly. I should say San Francisco has played a complete game, and they're only getting better. Brock Purdy. Whether he's good or his weapons make him look good, he's looking good. That defense is probably the best in the NFL. You're asking for, like, hell at that point. And then you host Buffalo Sunday night. People at Paycor asking for hell. It, 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 listen, Jeff, I think this season is spiraling out of control. And I don't think you could have scripted this any worse if you're a Bengals fan. I, I'm not trying so, to pull the fire alarm and be all out negative, but this is pretty bad. This is some serious business. So I, I, this is what I keep asking everybody. You, you, you're saying put him on IHAR and let him rest and let him get better. Well, they did that. I mean, he hurt the calf in January 27th. He didn't play for a whole week and a half. He made it through you the mean first July game. 27th? July 27th. Yeah, what I January. <laughs> yeah, July 27th. Sorry. July 27th. He made it through the whole first game in the rain and didn't hurt his calf. Made it through almost damn near the whole second game and didn't hurt it. That's where I'm like, I hear what you're saying, but they did that and he still hurt it. So that's where that's where I, I don't. And that's then the he needed more time. That, that, that he shouldn't have played week one. Then that goes back to Zach But he didn't Taylor. hurt it week one. And he almost made it the whole game, the second game. This, listen to me a second. So this is what I think happened in the second game. And you remember the drive in the second, the drives in the second. He started moving and he started rolling out more. I think Joe got overconfident in his calf. And he and that that's the problem where he, he forgot about, thought I was all good. And that's where he hurt it. And this is where I'm at now. I think he's more cautious. He's more, he's more, yeah, he's more cautious now than, you know, he was too, he wasn't cautious enough in the first two games. He's more cautious now. That's one of the reasons why he's not moving as much, is my opinion. Because, but the thing is, like I said, everybody keeps saying, well, rest him, rest him, rest him. Well, they did that and he still hurt they it. They did it long enough. But, but everybody, the doctors tell, the, from everything I've read with the doctors, they said they don't know when it's going to be better. They can't even look at our MRI and tell you when it's going to be better. The only person who can tell you it's better is Joe. So, and yeah, that's resting. The problem. Right, that's the problem. But, that's your but problem. But that's, right that's, that's a football player, dude. Dude, what? Tell me one NFL football player that's not going to say I'm I'm not good. Um, tell me one. Well, I mean, I can't read people's minds. Right. And, see, well, that's the thing. Neither can the coaches, and they're going to go by what Joe says. So that's, that's where everybody's like, is, "Well, you got to be the Joe big Burrow guy. being honest." I don't what? think he's being honest. I, well, I th- think that's on knew. Joe. That's that's. I mean, that's, that is on Joe Burrow, right. and that's I mean, what I'm saying. Just go, T. Higgins. He's got a crack rib. He he wants to play. How bad is he it? Probably won't, only but only yeah. T can tell you. So that's where everybody's like, "Well, you got to be the big boy and do this." Well, if the player's telling you I'm good, then you're going to listen to him. Price isn't always right, though, Jeff. I mean, look, I, I'm not saying it's I right, mean, but that but that's everybody keeps throwing it on Zach, and that uh, but that's the that's the case right here. I mean, you can't sit there. Right like you, said, you can't now, read his mind. 
huh? Right now it's on Zach. In the beginning, it wasn't. Like, yeah, the first two weeks, I agree, it was not on Zach. Like, people saying fire Zach to the first two weeks, they're just off their rocker, with all due respect. Right now, right now it's on Zach because you've seen how he's playing. You've seen how he's doing. At that point, forget what he's telling you. He's not being upfront with you. And I'm not trying to, like, you know, start something or make up stuff about Joe Burrow and accuse him of being a liar. I'm not saying that. I think he sees that Burrow is probably putting too, literally and figuratively, putting too much weight on that calf. And I think Zach's got to step back and say, Joe, I know you're a hustler. I know you're a competitor. I know you literally have that dog in you. Like when you got sacked more than any quarterback two years ago and still went to the Super Bowl, no one is denying Joe Burrow's great. I'm not sitting here denying that. I actually Mm -hmm. think, to be honest, the fact that although he looks horrible, he's playing on that calf, it shows you he is a dog within a dog of a dog. Right. Sometimes you got to put that ego aside. I'm not saying Joe Burrow is literally a psychopath, but he's making psychopathic decisions. Like, you, there has to be a point. Oh, he's where a psychopath. We, we, we've said aside. that before. I said that he's, he's a psychopath okay. when it comes to, to football. He wants to play. So I, I, I agree. I agree with you on that. He, he's a dog. He needs to step back and realize, and I'm not, again, no accusations here. I respect Joe. I covered him. He's a great guy, a great human being. I personally got to know. At the same time, you got to think about the rest of your team. Like, Jamar Chase wasn't kidding when he said, I'm wide effing open all the time. Obviously, he wasn't saying it out of anger. He was saying out of frustration. Fully justified. Even Zach Taylor praised him for that in, like, a meeting that they had that I think uh, Jay Morrison Mm -hmm. tweeted about. The reality is, those guys are open. T. Higgins is open. Tyler Boyd, I mean, so many catchable balls thrown his way that he just couldn't get because Burrow just overthrew him because he couldn't really get the ball off using his lower body and using his momentum. Guys wide open. Joe Mixon's playing great. Like, you can't say anything about Joe Mixon. That criticism's out the door. He's doing amazing right now for where he's at in his career. And what a bargain to bring him back. Offensive line, I know there's debate based on the whole PFF numbers. I don't read into that. I think they're doing great so far. Other than those ugly penalties against the Rams, I think Orlando Brown, Jonah Williams, generally everyone's doing pretty well in between. Um, so that's not even an issue. And, the, yes, the defense, I'll get to that. I'm not going to give that, the defense that, a pass. That's been the biggest pass. problem for me is the defense, Muhammad. The way they, they're they're not getting a pass for me. Lou's not getting a pass. Neither is that run defense. But the reality is, is it little, a little bit unfair because Joe Burrow's the center of the team? Maybe it's a little bit unfair. Maybe if he wasn't the quarterback, maybe if he was any other position, we'd be a little bit more lenient. But the reality is you're the quarterback. You're the star of the show. It all goes through you. You're the face of the franchise. Joe, you got to be honest with yourself, man. Are you 90%? Are you 95%? Are you 96.9%? Or are you really 100%? That's what he's got to ask himself. And we're going to see this week. At this point, if you're Zach Taylor and he has a game remotely close to anything to what he had last week or against uh, Cleveland, yeah, Baltimore was an interesting game. And then the Rams just weren't a good team. But anything like Cleveland or Tennessee at that point, IR. Seattle, bye week survive against San Francisco and Buffalo and then just hope you can save your season at that point. So you it's don't you don't take that point. So, so you don't take anything from what all the videos and even the beat writers have been saying and Joe has said that he's feeling this is the best he's felt and and James Rapine has said this is the best he's looked at practice there. You don't take anything from that that it's better practice than, is what, at it, full speed. Practice well, that, full but, speed. That, that, I, but that's all they got to go by. <laughs> I mean, that's, as far as that's like, all they got to go by. So, and and one of the I'll preface it this way is is I thought about this. This just came to me. While I was talking on the show yesterday. It's one thing people aren't taking into account. I know it's only one day, but it's one day of rest that he didn't get when he played Monday night and he come back on Sunday. You have a short week. That could have been another reason why he was more timid or tight 
however you want to put it on Sunday. But either way, Sunday, the thing is, dude, nothing went good on Sunday. I mean, when the Titans, Tajay Spears fumbles the ball and it bounces right back up to him, and they he runs it first down. Yeah, first down, and 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 Tannehill looks like a freaking all pro. He throws a pass that two of our guys swipe at. It goes right through him. I mean, Joe makes a pass. Their guy jumps out and reaches his hand out. I mean, Hopkins burns Cam Taylor Britt. Right. I mean, nothing went good. I mean, nobody played good. Nothing went the Bengals' way. I mean, it was just uh, to me. If we weren't one and four, we'd be like, all right, that's a game you just got to crumble up and throw away. But we're or not one and four. One and three. We're not one and four yet. We'll be one and four, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that that's where I'm at. Is that I think the short week and maybe the Bengals kind of overlooked Tennessee because they beat them three years in a row. They're like, we know the formula to beat them. We know how to do this. I don't know. That's just, and that all sounds like excuses, but anything you want to put up to try to somewhat explain what the hell happened last Sunday, Sunday is going to sound like an excuse no matter what you say. To go back to what you said about Joe Burrow said it's the best he's felt. And no, I'm not yeah. denying James repeated by any stretch. Like, I mean, James is there. I'm not. And I'm sure he did look good in practice. I'm not saying James is wrong or anyone is wrong, but you know, he said he looked good. Or he said he looked good himself, like last week before they played Tennessee. He looked like he played good in practice based on the clips I saw, and he said himself he felt good. Look at what happened. You got to realize Joe Burrow can say whatever he wants, but the lie detector test is really going to be how he plays on the field. So if he says he feels good and he looks like he feels good, okay. But if he says he feels good, but we see what happens against Arizona, who, like, I'm surprised. You know, Arizona's good as they are. That's another issue or, I guess, another conversation. Then that means Joe is not passing the lie detector test. And, again, obviously well, – We're not going to know that. I'll, I'll put it to you this way. Look, to me, Joe's got to play Sunday because if he does it, it gives us the best chance to win. If, if he does it, we're got a, a 100% well, – not 100, but a 0.0 chance of winning. People ask on the chat, you know, what Jake Bryant? Jake Bryant's throwing three freaking passes in the NFL. That's it. And I'm in practice, he looks okay. But to me, if your season's on the line and you played Joe already, you know what's one more game gonna do? You know, play him out, put him out there. Let's try to try to get this win and try to. But get, I think that should be it. I think this should be like the final litmus test. I agree with you, but this should be the final litmus test. I mean, if, so, if they lose, that's yeah, it. We're, yeah, Pull it's them. it's gonna Pull be them. really yeah. I mean, and I'm the biggest freaking optimist there is. It's I mean, yes, technically, you get, I mean, uh, Brad threw it up here again, and I don't know if any of this is true or not. But he said this Colts started. Uh, the season that's uh, in true. 115. That's true. Yeah, so, I mean, and they won their first game in the playoffs too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, I mean, so I mean, yes, technically. And and the thing I keep pressing is last year the and people we well, can't bring up last year. Well, that's the closest reference we have to this team is last year. They won ten in a row. If Joe Burrow can get healthy and they can play like this, this team can play. They could rattle off ten in a row. It, it could happen. Will it? I have no idea. But it's 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 the caveat to. You know, all right, there is a glimmer of hope. And and, and I, I'll ask you this question. And people, uh, somebody said on the chat here too, and I, I'm not for this, and I don't think this team would do it because the players would revolt, is, all right, say we lose Sunday. Oh, well, the, the Bengals, they always, fans like, oh, we should just tank. You really think these professional players no, want to no, freaking no, tank? No, 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 yeah, no, no. I'm not. No, I've had that I, couple I, of, Why in the hell do they risky. do that? Yeah, you're going to lose the whole team. Lose all of them. They're like, F this. I don't want to play for you guys. You just want to tank. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You got to understand right. this too, Jeff. You got a lot of guys who are free agents where you take that route, you can kiss those guys goodbye. Tyler Boyd, mm-hmm. Cheeto Awuzie. Um, I'm trying to think. DJ Obviously, T. Higgins. That's a big one. Yeah. How can I D- forget My boy that? DJ, he's, he's, he's up after this year. 
DJ Reader. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you want to do that, you're going to burn those bridges with them. And you got to think about Tyler Boyd. I have a speculative theory on him, and it's purely speculative, and I want to emphasize that. I don't think he wants to stay. Really? I don't think he wants to stay. I, I don't think so. Because why did you, you, why see, did you say that? Did you see where whenever Joe Burrow got his deal and, you know, they asked him, what do you think about T. Higgins and, you know, him not getting a deal? Boyd said he got the short end of the stick. Hopefully they figure something out soon. And, and I think he said something similar. I, I wasn't there when he said this, obviously. I only covered him last year. But I think when Jesse Bates had his thing going on, who ironically has the same agent as Higgins, another issue, <laughs> I think he snuck in some snarky comment. So I, I don't know. I, I'm not saying he hates being a Cincinnati. I'm not saying that. But I could see where it's like his contract is up. He knows he can make more money somewhere else. He probably sees that like he's not going to get another extension, not just because of the Burrow deal, but because he knows how the Bengals are when it comes to 30-plus-year-olds. He's going to be 30 next year, knowing that Higgins probably won't get his, unless I'm wrong, like knowing Jamar's going to get his. Well, they also drafted Yoshi Voss and Chuck Sizzle, too. And I think Charlie Jones, yeah, Chuck Sizzle and Yoshi. Yoshi, I would say, is more of a Higgins thing, but with no, Charlie Jones. Charlie Chuck Jones Sizzle, is that. Kyle Boyd, yeah. Yeah, I think for Chuck Sizzle, that was definitely the writing on the wall. And he acknowledged that. I, I was actually there when he talked about that. So I think he'd like to be in Cincinnati, but I think if a better opportunity came, he'd rather take that. And, and you know what? Who knows? Like, to go back to what you're saying about should they take or not, and I'm see, obviously I'm saying they shouldn't. I know some of the comments are saying that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he already went through that in 2019. I'm not saying they did take. I'm not. I know people have been saying that. I'm not saying they did. But they were 0-11, and you got to remember, like, he was happy through his career at that point. And he already already dealt with Marvin's last couple years, which were crazy. And then, you know, Burrow getting hurt his rookie year. I mean, Tyler Boyd's seen a lot. Oh, yeah. And I think at this point he's going to be like, I- I've been here for eight years to go through this crap. Without writing off, obviously, the fact he got to go to the Super Bowl. Like, that still means six out of his eight seasons were losing seasons. And then, yeah, with Cheeto, him being hurt and stuff, and then coming back to this, DJ Reader knowing that other teams will throw boatloads of cash at him. Yeah, you tank, you lose that locker room. Right. Joe Burrow's not going to be Joe Cool anymore. Zach Taylor's going to be on the hot seat. Like at that point, you're going from like riches to rags. Right. Usually, totally so, around, but yeah. I want to comment on your Tyler Boyd thing, and and I'll put it to you this way: I think it's more of he sees the writing on the wall, and this is probably his last year of getting a chance to get that bag, to get his last yeah. big contract, and it's not going to be in Cincinnati. No matter what, because there's only so much money to go around. I mean, they're already exactly. um, at the highest they've ever been to the to the ceiling for for the salary cap. So if they sign T. Higgins, which I, I got another thought on that too, I'll get to that here yeah. in a second. But uh, if they sign T. Higgins, they're definitely not signing T. Higgins. Yeah, right. And and just and Tyler is, and I don't blame him. It's his last. No. I think shot of getting no. money. Go get as much money as, as you can. Oh yeah, because you, oh, you yeah. have your end of a career so short. So that's another reason. And I, it's not that I think he wants to get out of here. I think he's just trying to get as much money as he can before his his career exactly. is over. Now, no, I thought with T Higgins, 100%. and I, I've kind of come to this here. I kept hoping all you know that they would actually negotiate with the, with his agent David Mulgella, who they can't they just can't negotiate with. I they think, can. but I honestly I think Mulgella's whole thing is to get his players to free agency, however that is, because he's trying to get his his which makes sense for him. He's trying to get his players. The most money he can, and the way to do that is to go out there free agency and get everybody to, to outbid them. That's not what I think Mulgetta's whole thing is. I, is to no matter what the Bengals do, unless they throw a giant bag of cash and a whole bunch of guaranteed money, which we know the Bengals aren't going to do because 
I don't think they can. They already <laughs> they, gave it to Burrow. He already got yeah, it. Yeah, they had Orlando Brown. Right. So I don't think they they had that kind of money to give him. That's where I'm at with with T. And I don't know. But the thing is, they can tag him next year. Now people say, well, you, you tag him and you trade him. I don't know if they do that or not. But I guarantee you this. I almost almost I'll say I almost guarantee you that ta- T is going to be tagged next year. Do you th- he will, yeah. Tag and trade, I don't know. I, I just don't think the Bengals are known for doing that anyway. But no, tag, I think, is definitely what's going to happen. And because you mentioned David Mulligetta, who, like I mentioned a minute ago, was Jesse Bates' agent who got him paid down in Atlanta, rightfully so, I still think that you're going to see a, a Jesse Bates saga part two. He's going to get the tag. He's not going to want to play on the tag unless he gets a deal. He's going to sit out until pretty much training camp. Like Jesse it's going to do a Jesse Bates. Until, like, it's going yeah, to be the same thing. thing. It's going to be a repeat. And, and we say that because, and to be honest, Mulligan is an interesting guy because his short-term strategy is good because, like, it got Deshaun Watson paid, 230 mil guaranteed. It got Jesse Bates paid, 64 million guaranteed. Um, I forget who else he represents, but I know he's got some other guys paid. But the problem is he's using some really hardball tactics that may haunt him down the road because I think eventually a lot of owners are going to say, we're not negotiating with you. Like right. any player right. that you represent, they can, they can go to hell with you. We're not going to represent them or mm-hmm. we're not going to deal with them. So he's right. making his money now, but I think long-term, I know it's a little bit off topic, but I think T Higgins has got to be careful because like the Bengals really can't work with this guy. And like, if they go through a Jesse Bates part two, they might full out say anyone who's represented by David Mulligan, got to go to some other team. We're not going to deal with you. Cause again, you got to consider too. I don't know if he was the one that, texted Kelsey Conway supposedly allegedly because Kelsey Conway tweeted that um, before the season that they reportedly according to a source didn't make any progress with T I don't know if that was David because obviously it's a it's an anonymous source but if it was David if that was David that was her source I mean using the media to get what you want is not a good look now obviously Kelsey's doing her job this has nothing to do with her she's a messenger but to use her or use any other reporter like come on dude you're only hurting your face well, and that, like you said, and that comes up to, to T, too. He's also I – mean, T has got to know I – mean, it, it's obvious that he's not going to get the most money from the Bengals. I mean, that's obvious. You know, he, he no. so he has to know that. That's where, where, where you're saying where, where Zach Taylor needs to step up and, and tell Joe to sit down. This is sometimes where maybe T's got to – if he wants to stay here, which, you know, he, all indications are he wants to stay here because he even showed up to training camp OTAs, which he didn't have to do, you know. Yeah, he showed up to all that it. stuff. So that's a good yeah. sign that he wants to be here, wants to be a part of that. Well, if that's true, then you might need to say, dude, work something out. I want to stay here. You know, I, not where he cuts his legs out from under, but we're talking millions of dollars here. I mean, it's, <laughs> and that's easy oh, yeah. for me to say, I don't have millions of dollars and he can become a free agent and it can be life-changing, uh, you know, wealth for his family for generations. So it's easy for me to sit there and say that, but that's kind of where if T, it depends on what T wants. Does he want to stay in here? And Cincinnati and and keep catching passes for Joe Burrow and make a lot of money, or does he want to make a shit ton of money and go somewhere else? You know, where who knows where he's going to be at? He doesn't know who's going to be throwing him the ball. Which I also think, Mahalo, that's something that he has to take in consideration too, as far as being a wide receiver. Who's throwing you the ball? What's what's the offense like? You know, how are you going to fit into that? That that's one thing as far as wide receiver guys. Because I always put this out there: TJ Husmanzada had a great year his last year here in Cincinnati, and then he took off. And went to Seattle, and I I can't tell you it was before Russell Wilson. I can't tell you who the quarterback was, and he was out of the league in I don't know what two three years after that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's so funny you mentioned that God. Like I wasn't like 
elementary school when he left. That was like my guy, man. Hoosh, I miss, I miss that guy. I love him. Um, yeah, I mean, like that's the thing is people were saying, oh, T. Higgins go to New England, go to you know whatever. But like, you want to go to New England and you want to have Mac Jones, Mac freaking Jones throw you the ball. <laughs> Like really? I mean, people get his money. The, I think the, Belichick would pay that. No, the, the ball tapper. That's that's the ball tapper, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bill Belichick would pay that guy a dime. But like, what's the point if you're playing with Mac freaking Jones? Who who knows? Maybe this is like his second to last year or his last year in New England because I don't think it's working out over there. But he wants a pile of money. Yeah. No, the Mr. Gregory makes a point, but. Or, you know, people saying, oh, we'll go to the Chicago Bears. Why? So you can – well, we'll see this. I Dude, like Justin, Justin Fields too, looked awesome last night. What are you talking about? He looks – no, 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 not because of him, but because you, you want to play with Matt Eberflus and that right, poverty right. franchise of an organization that can't right. seem to put a team together because they can't even keep Chase Claypool for a full season. Like, yeah, I agree. That's a big deal, man. Now, look, listen, what if somehow the Jaguars are knocking – they're like, hey, yeah. Christian Kirk, his, his I, years are coming up. Like, you go back and catch passes with Trevor Lawrence. Your former college teammate who you right. played in two national championship games with, Travis Etienne, your former teammate, played yeah. in your, you know, played in the college championship game with him in 2019. Like, yeah, why not? Like, and then, you know, that's a good team. Like, Jacksonville, I know they've been kind of off to a shaky start, but they're still on the come up. Like, yeah, that's yeah. tough, man. T. Mar- T. Higgins will have a market out there. I know this hasn't really been his his year, but, like, you can't point the finger at him. I mean, it's all because of Joe Burrow's cap. Like, T. Higgins is, is still him, and he will be He's him. Still him. Now, I, I will. I will. Well, I, I will say I think the contract is getting the T because, sorry, I've seen him drop passes that T doesn't drop. So I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they were Joe sure. hitting right in the hand. So I mean, sure. it, it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It is, but he has dropped There's passes that T that. doesn't drop. So I and that and Jesse Bates said this two years ago that you know the contract did get into his head. It's hard not to, man. I mean, this is your freaking future i mean you want to get out there and you want to show out and show how good you are and make as much money as you can so of course you're not human if that doesn't come into to the back of your head somehow while you're playing or whatever you or, know? or you're just a sociopath yeah either right. or. yeah exactly so i mean it because yeah. it, it, i'll tell you that because i had uh cory dylan's been a regular on my show here on mondays and he's and he'll talk about this with the morning Wilson? no 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 cory dylan Oh, they said Cordell, like Cordell. No, Corey. I talked too fast. Corey Dillon. But what Corey said is, you don't understand the pressure of of the contract that Joe got. He goes, he goes, because I got. He goes, I didn't get Joe Burrow money, but I, you know, I got paid pretty well. He goes, the pressure of that contract to play, perform, be the leader. He goes, he goes, that stuff's real. I was like, so we're all talking about the pressure or whatever of of T trying to get the money. Joe's got the money, and then the pressure's on him. So I was like. Yeah. It, it, it that never stops, and that's something that you and I, unfortunately, will never understand because we're not in that position. I, I wish can't I imagine. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't envy those guys. Like people say, oh, you don't want to play in the NFL and the millions of dollars, and I'm like, risk my life putting my body out there, and then like deal with the stress of not making like my future set. Like, nah, I'm good, bro. I'll live a simple, average life. I'm good. Like, well, I, then, I then you got all the people. On- you got all people on tw- Twitter and everything telling tell you you suck and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's real too, dude. Like, I mean, social media is cancer, man. I don't go on X as much as I used to, or even my other social media apps. I use them very sparingly. Like, I, I can't imagine what those guys have to deal with because you got to limit the comments. You got thousands of people commenting at you. Like, I get it, man. Just got to put, put earmuffs on and go go forward. <laughs> or if you like Joe Broach, put the Bose headphones on and you get an advertising <laughs> sponsorship for it. Right, exactly. Exactly. All right, so 
You've already uh, made it uh, known that you don't think the Bengals are going to win Sunday. All right, so let's put it this way. Yeah. If the Bengals are going to win Sunday, because you already know I I think they're going to, what is the keys to the Bengals winning? Besides Joe Burrow going out and being jackpot and playing off, Joe Burrow, if if he can – this I'll I'll put this – I'll preface it this way. I think Joe's going to be able to step up into the pocket and step sideways enough to avoid pressure. That's what it looks like to me. I'm not saying he's going to be out there running around in circles. But if he can do that, I think that's an upgrade from what he did last Sunday. Anyway, what's your what's your keys to the game if the Bengals were, were to win? I think the first and biggest key, and I've really been thinking about this, and you know, I've heard Dave Lapham and Dan Hort talk about this today on the, their pregame show that they do on Fridays. Right. You cannot make Josh Dobbs look like he hasn't played seven years in the NFL. Like that guy does not look like he's been a seven-year journeyman. He looks like a dude who I know he's not literally a starter. I know he's not literally a bona fide player, but he sure looks like it. And if the Bengals make Josh Dobbs look like a midseason MVP, that's killer. So kind, don't kind of like, do that. Kind of like they did to, to Tannehill last week. They made exactly. him look like a freaking like, all-pro. Oh, my God. Do not let Josh Dobbs look a fraction of anything similar to what you saw from Ryan Tannehill last week. You got to really make sure that dude is as one-dimensional as possible. Like in the same way Burrow's been one-dimensional, Make Dobbs look like that. And then I think on the flip side, I know you mentioned Jackpot, Joey, and all that, which, you know, obviously that doesn't need to be regurgitated. But to complement that, you know, Jamar Chase said himself, and I repeat and quote, I'm always effing open. Mm-hmm. Joe, I don't care if it's a check down. I don't care if it's a 10-yard, like, slant route. Give him the damn ball. <laughs> give him the damn ball. He'll, listen, he'll put those defenders in a blender. But that blender's not going to turn on unless you put some ice in there. <laughs> unless you put right. some ice in there plug it in the electric plug and you can't do that unless he has the ball in his hand so give jamar the damn ball let him turn that blender on and shred people in the bits like he's done his very short but eventful career and then last but not least i mean and again i i know i've been ripping into zach taylor but i'll be a little bit fair with him and kind of rip him but kind of give us some slack don't be vanilla like, I want to see some bold play calls. Like, I think at this point, like, teams have been cracking the code because they've seen how one-dimensional that offense is. Like, I don't know what that looks like. I'm not a coach. I'm not Brian Callahan. They're the ones that get paid to do that. But I want to see something that's not just short check down, hand off to Joe Mixon. Play like, pocket, play, like you, want them falling to, you, you want them to play and him to call plays like they have nothing to lose, which they literally have exactly. nothing to fucking lose. If they, if they lose this game, it's over. So – Go yes. out there. Do whatever it is you have to do to win. Do what you haven't done up to this point. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then at that point, if all else fails, then at least you could say you tried. Mm-hmm. Well, at least you could say you tried. If you can't, then what are you going to do? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And the, the other thing, too, is, is and people said this a lot. I've said it, too. Run the ball. Ride, ride oh, Mixon. Yeah. That's another is, point, too. Yeah. And one thing I, I, I will say this, and, and my boy Joe brought this up on yesterday's show, is Mixon is – Running the ball well, it's just and, and I'm not. It's it's the offensive line and mix it. It's not consistent. Yeah, and that's one thing they they have it, and that's been the problem the last couple of years. It hasn't been a consistent running game, and I thought this year it would be more more consistent, which hopefully it will. That's yeah. the thing they have to do. He he can get the five ten yard run, and we can't have you know back to back you know one yard gain, two yard loss. You know, we you got to have consistent, consistently going forward with the ball is what Mixon has to do. I think. This Sunday, and that's and one thing. I, I, Mike Daniels was on Ace and Zim show, and I will I will say this, and I agree with what he says. 
is Joe's not 100%. This whole everybody on this team, from the coaching staff to, to the special teams guys, have got to step up saying, All right, we can't put this all on Joe. Joe can't go in the phone booth and put the Superman cape on and make plays. We got to make plays for him. That, that's the other thing I think is key is everybody on that team needs to step up because Joe is not 100%. You know, like you mentioned, Joe Burrow is the main problem. He's the biggest problem, but he's not the only problem. I mean, what's so, I think, mind-boggling, Jeff, is like for a team that had the highest expectations they've had in franchise history, not an understatement, that, you know, has won back-to-back division titles, played in back-to-back AFC championship games, both of which were very competitive until the very end. For them to be better on paper, you know, than they were with those last two rosters and to be like this, you had a lot of problems. Like, I want to go back to that run defense. Like, Sam Hubbard last year showed that he was one of the most underrated run stoppers in the league. I don't know if I can say that today. I don't think I can with respect to Sam, who's a great guy. Like, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it from DJ Reader. I haven't seen it from, oh, Zach Carter, man. I mean, I know he's only in his second year, but – I had high hopes for him, and I haven't really seen much on film from him. And then I think the other question, if we want to just, you know, not only talk about the run defense, just looking at the secondary, it makes you wonder, did they make a mistake letting both, and I say here with emphasis both, Jesse Bates and Von Bell leaving? Jesse was a goner, like we've talked about, but should Mm -hmm. you have tried to keep Von? Looking at it now, I think you should have. It would have been nice. (laughs) What? I said it would have been nice to keep Bell, that's for sure. I mean, him and Dax Hill would have been a monster oh. secondary because you see how good Dax Hill is. He's playing at mm-hmm. a Pro Bowl level. Mm-hmm. I do think we should have given him some credit earlier because he's actually played great. Yes. Um, pass defense. Like I did, I, did a, I did a whole highlight video on him earlier this week of, of, of how good Dax has played. And, I, and like I said, I, I, I'll ask you this, and, I, and I've said this before the season started, that I think eventually battle is going to be uh, starting there with him. Do you – think that's happening i think there's a better shot of that happening after after the bye week what do you think you're, you're saying that nick scott loses his job oh well i don't know about losing his job but battle's going to be in there more and maybe lose his job because i mean nick scott he's gonna stop trying to blow everybody up he needs to go wrap up and tackle people that's where i think he's that's where is the part that's irritating with me with him is i've seen him just trying to nail people and destroy them which is yeah that's cool but you gotta get them on the ground they bounce off and they'll and they still run for another two or three yards. It doesn't do us, do us any good. He needs to wrap up a, a little bit more. But I, I, I like battle a lot. What, what's your thoughts on that? That's true. And I think uh, it's not that he's a bad player by doing that. It's, it's just more so that Technique. I still think, like, that's how he was in Los Angeles when he played with Sean McVay and Raheem Morris. I think he still maybe like – I think that's how he would have played in that defense. I mean, I didn't watch a whole bunch of film last year. On the Rams, but like when I see his highlights, his tackling is very similar, and it was good in that system. That's why he was a starter after being like a seventh round pick. Right. But I just think that it, he's got to adjust more to the defense. And I know he mm-hmm. had a whole training camp. I know he had a whole off season, and I think the potential is there. But he's just he's got to like say, hey, okay, I'm 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 here now. I, I got to change things. Like you said, yeah, I don't think blowing people up is the way to do. Like you gotta just wrap guys up and like get her done, man. Because yeah, and him, yeah. him, and, and him and Dax, the communication has got to get better. That's that's the biggest problem I think we're having right, is let, not only missing tackles, but the communication between Dax and, and Scott. That that's the thing that, and I don't know how long I never played safety. I have no idea how long that takes to get the get the communication down. But I, I do think that's another big issue that they're they're ha- they're having with each other. 
Yeah, and that's the thing is like it took Jesse Bates and Von Bell time to develop mm-hmm. that. You saw slivers of it in 2020 because, you know, they were both veterans at that point. And, like, Bell, I mean, I think Bates was an all-pro that year when the Bengals were literally, like, 4-11-1. and one. So No, B- Bates wasn't all-pro. I was pissed off. He should have been that year. <laughs> yeah. No, Bates was an all-pro in 2020, which was impressive. The silver lining to a very just forgettable season that people already want to forget about. But, yeah, they developed that communication. And you saw it at full strength the Super Bowl year and even their last year together on Bates' contract tag year. So, they can get there. They can. And I think they will. Matter of fact, they can get there later this year. And, and I think that doesn't change the fact that we will see more Jordan battle. And I want to see more Jordan battle. Mm-hmm. Other than that, that late hit he had against Tennessee, he's played very good. Like, mm-hmm. For a few snaps, he's played special teams. And then obviously going into like, you know, the third down snaps he plays as like an extra safety. Uh, I think that things will be okay in the secondary. That just takes time. I'm more worried about the run defense because you got guys who have proved they're good. You got veterans who are like literally who have been lights out. And it's like you're just not seeing that when it comes to that run defense right now. And that's what's perplexing. Like Trey Hendrickson, ironically, again, he's he's been doing really well in pass rush. Like he had a sack against Tennessee, had a monster game against the Rams. I mean, you're seeing this guy and like it's like he's ironically a better run stopper than Sam Hubbard. So maybe that's good for him. But, like, where's Hubbard at? Where's Zach Carter at? Where's DJ Reader at? Like, where's Josh Tupo at? Like, I'm going to call him yeah. out, too. He's a veteran. Another one, I, I got I, I got that. Uh, I love this dude, and I hate bringing this up, but I, but I have to, is it, Mike Hilton. I, I, you can oh, see I forgot it. about him. Yeah, I love – I Mike, if you're watching, I love you. <laughs> All right? You're one of my favorite players. But I – since the AFC Championship game, he hasn't been the same. They picked on him. Kansas City picked on him, and he didn't make he didn't make plays. And he's not making plays now. And he's not even getting to the quarterback on the on the blitz like like he was. I don't know. I mean, he's getting closer to thirty. I don't know if he's lost a step. And if he's lost a step with his size, it makes it that much harder. Do you think uh, Davis starts getting some more playing time? Because because I think Zach said he's one of the best, or Lou said it. One of the best uh, slot corners that they, they've seen already. They said that about about Davis. You talking so, about Jalen Davis? Yeah, about Jalen Davis. Do you think do, I could see him getting? Now I say tomorrow. I, I don't know, but right soon, I think he could get some more playing time eventually over Mike if Mike doesn't start figuring this out. I think yeah. I mean, when you're close to the bye week, you got this game and then Seattle, and yeah, I think at that point the bye week is like a a pretty good time. I think an appropriate time to to think about that because yeah i mean jalen davis actually he has played a few snaps and he played mm-hmm. a few snaps against the rams and i think i heard his name called once or twice by the announcers on espn so it's possible um will it happen i don't know i still think this guy has so much upside that i don't want to think that'll happen but nothing with how bad they've been is out of the possibility at this point so i don't think it's a crazy thought i don't know if it'll happen but i think it's a fair question to ask for sure now getting back to to the run run defense there and I, I agree with that. I mean, the whole defense in general has not been good. I mean, that's one thing no. – excuse me. When the Bengals have gotten off to these slow starts the last couple of years, the thing that has helped them and keep them in games till the offense get going has been the defense. That hasn't been there this year. DJ Reader no. said this, and, and Lou said this after the game, that they chalked up to a lot of missed tackles. But they've had a lot of missed tackles all year. And that was one of the things that drove me nuts when, when Lou and uh, Rimmer took oh, over. Yeah. We, we couldn't tackle at all. But the last two years, we've been a, a really good tackling team. So that's, to me, is something that can be fixed. I mean, you, you, very fixable. I mean, so 
that's what gives me hope. I mean, I, I don't. It, do you it, do you think it's any more than than that of just not making tackles? Well, I mean, honestly, the minute you mentioned that, I thought of Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson. But I thought of Jermaine Pratt first because, I mean, let's be real. It's just been like every game this year. Maybe except the Cleveland game, he had a good game, and then you kind of saw how suspect he was. Teams are picking on him. They are mm-hmm. picking on him in coverage. Like, they are bullying him. And it's like, this is the same guy who literally was writing tweets and talking about wanting to play more on third down. And it's like, okay, I get it. Akeem Davis Gaither didn't play last week, but it doesn't matter. Like, you still wanted those third downs, whether they put Akeem in or not. Like, you wanted those third, down, third downs, Jermaine, and teams are like, okay, you have him on third down, we'll pick on him. And that's Actually, I think it's been mostly on third downs where I'm just like, what is Jermaine doing? Right. Logan Wilson is an interesting case because he had that game against the Rams where it's like, yeah, that's why they extended the governor. But Mm -hmm. then you just look at him against Tennessee and it's like, what are you doing? Like, you you look like you've never seen Derrick Henry before. And he's seen him twice. He stopped him both games. And it's like, what's going on? Yeah, that's the thing. That's what just drove me nuts about the whole Tennessee game. It's like – I don't know. It's it almost felt like they thought they were going to come in there and do the same thing and roll over Tennessee and Tennessee. And, and again, I hate. I'm not trying to keep referencing Corey Dillon on my show. Corey Dillon's on my show, but he said this um, that these teams, the Bengals, can't sneak up on anybody anymore. The the the, the days of the Bengals, like, oh, you know, Bengals are on. That's gonna be an easy win, or you know, yada yada. yada. Those are over. People have yeah. circled. Double circled, like, all right, we're getting these guys. And Tennessee definitely did. We beat them three years in a row. They definitely wanted to, cut, to get back back at them. They wanted that game more than the Bengals did. And that's the thing where I, I'll go back to what Mike Daniels said is these guys got to step up. These guys got to want this. Yeah, and they got to understand that they're getting – the Bengals are people's Super Bowls. You know, I mean, Arizona – if Arizona could beat the Bengals, I mean, they well, – they could. They beat Dallas. <laughs> Dallas is playing lights out. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. So you know Arizona is going to come and, and, and bring it. And this is their – their. I won't say Super Bowl because they beat Dallas. But they, they got this game yeah. circled. And that's happening a lot this year, I think. More than I think the Bengals expected. Yeah, man. I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, they were talking about that. Uh, Dan Horde and Dave Lapham were talking about how Arizona, like, or I'm sorry, Dallas outscored their opponents like 160 to 13 this season. But they literally lose like, what was it? Like, what was the score of that game? They lost I don't remember. It, they got their ass kicked. I don't, I don't remember what the final score was, but it wasn't close. It was like a two-touchdown game, I reckon. Yeah, yeah something like that, yeah. I'm actually going to – I have a computer in front of me, so I'm going to look this up. Because, yeah, I was stunned. Yeah, it was 28 to 16, so I was close. It was a 12-point game, so almost a two-touchdown victory. I mean, yeah, like, that's the thing, man. In the NFL, like – Every week is a new season, and so I don't care if they're one and two, oh and four. Like, look at the Bears last night, oh and four team. Everyone expected them to get crapped on by the Commanders, who almost beat the first place Eagles last week. And Sam Howell looks like he's never played a game of football in his life. Like, it's the NFL, man. I mean, don't sleep on Arizona. They could probably play their best game of the season if they wanted to. But, and I'll give you this benefit of the doubt, maybe the Bengals do as well. Right. That's that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> I'll put so this up here. I'll actually give you that benefit of the doubt, but yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Muhammad. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I, I agree with, with Brad here. This is what he says. That Tennessee adjusted to the adjusted their game agree. plan. The Bengals did not. Yep. And that's exactly true. I mean, yes. the Bengals, no, I we made – they came out and threw the ball. I mean, dude, I've never seen a Tennessee team throw the ball as much as they did since they were the Houston freaking Oilers and Warren Moon was their quarterback. 
You know, Tennessee never throws the ball that much. And they threw it and threw it and threw it deep. And we were not ready for it. And we did not adjust. And that's that. And I'll, that comes down to coaching there. They got to make adjustments to, which is, and that's what's surprising about Lou. He's not making the second half adjustments that we were used to them doing. And I don't, I don't have an answer for it. I just know he's not, or it's not happening, or it's not clicking, or like, or the players aren't executing because on the jump pass that that uh, uh, Henry had for the touchdown, that the play yeah. they called timeout either Pratt was in the wrong spot or Cam Sample didn't cover Wiley. That, that's the thing, and you know he called timeout. Daddy kid. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I wanted to, I wanted the Bengals to draft him too. So that's the thing. It's know, like, yeah. all right, is it Lou or is it the players screwing up? That's where you know. We won't really know. I think, like I say, with most things, the truth is always somewhere in the middle. I don't think Lou was prepared for Henry to throw that pass because, like, you call a timeout before that. See, I, forget I, I think he was. I think they see. I think they called the play, but I don't think Sample was went with them. I've got kind of watched that play a couple times. Uh, he ran right past Sample. And I think Sample was supposed to drop back and cover him. Is what it looked like to me. I'm not. By no means am I an expert, but that's just what it looked like to me. Either him or Pratt was supposed to. Either way, whether it was Cam Sample or Jermaine Pratt, which I think it was probably Pratt based on the look they had, but even then, like, you had a timeout before that. Like, it's not like Derrick Henry's ever done that in his life. Like, people are literally making memes about his passing stats. Like, right. He didn't even suspect that. Like, yeah. Jermaine well, Pratt what, like, didn't saying. even that's catch him until it was too late. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, they called timeout. Lou had to have said, hey <laughs> – He's going to throw a, throw a pass. That's right. Yeah, I cannot well, he believe, really might. Yeah. Yeah, I cannot believe that he didn't have a defense called for that. That's where I'm like, it's got that to me. That had to be on the play. And I hate, I'm not trying to blame any or pick blame, but that's got to be on the players. And that is happening. I think more than it, it happened in the past. The players are in the wrong freaking spots, and they're they're not making tackles. Like there's just the emphasis of of winning or or or, or whatever it is is not there for this team for some reason, and I don't know why. I think that comment that – I think his name was Brad that said it. I, I just think, like, it kind of goes back to what I said earlier about other teams, like, seeing how the Bengals have played at this point and just cracking the code. Like, I think Mike Rabel, love or hate the guy, I know he's kind of a interesting figure with uh, his career and where he's at in Tennessee, but, like, I think he knew what he was doing. Like, he had the game plan. He knew – how they've been playing up to this point, like the Bengals. And I don't think it's just Taylor and Burrow. I think he, you know, because Rabel's a defensive guy. Like, he played oh, yeah. for Bill Belichick. He was an all-pro <laughs> linebacker. Like, he probably knew, okay, from a defensive point of view, here's how we're going to get to Burrow. And I think the flip side is true. Defensively, they've done this with Jermaine Pratt, so we're going to pick on him. You know, their, their safety, Nick Scott's going to try to blow you up. So, like, get a full set of full head of steam on him so he basically misses you. Like, you know, I'm not in those meetings with them. Obviously, we don't know what Vrabel's telling his players, but I mean, that was a well coached game. Oh yeah. And oh, that's and I wonder well, though. Sorry, what were you saying? I said yeah for for Tennessee it was. <laughs> well, see what I wonder too, and I know people like to make fun of him, but like Jonathan Gannon, head coach of the Cardinals, former DC of the Eagles, who you could argue threw their Super Bowl down the drain, not completely but partially. I mean, he's a defensive guy. Like, that's the job that Lou Andrew almost got. Like, what's the, the irony? Lou's playing against the team that almost gave him a coaching job. Like, and that's where I'm like, I think, guy. and that's where I think Lou's got this, had this game circled. That's where I'm like, oh, I, yeah. I, so I, I even told him down at practices, like I said, I said, I know you're fired up for this game. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so I, yeah. yeah I, I think, yeah. 
Yeah, it's going to be a big game for him. I mean, I don't think it's personal, obviously, but no, with how bad they've been up to this point, it kind of has to be, right? Right, exactly. Well, hopefully they'll they'll win this game. I My score prediction is uh, 20 to 17 Bengals. That's what I got. I think it's going to be it's gonna be an ugly game. Um, hopefully Joe Burrow shows up and plays like he normally does and we, you know, score four touchdowns. That'd be awesome, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not counting on it. Anyway, Muhammad, you've been on for 56 minutes. I appreciate it. Tell everybody about the TSN and what you got going on and where they can follow you at. Yeah, like I said, I'm with my man, V Malik Wright. Uh, you can follow his show that he does, the Sit Down with Malik Wright, on YouTube. You can subscribe to him on his uh, YouTube page that has that show live every every week. I think almost every day, if not every other day. Um, you can read my work and his work and work of other amazing writers at TWSN. Uh, going to TWSN.net. You can follow me on Twitter. Um, I don't have my handle on here. I should have added it, but my handle is my first name and my last name and then TV at the end. So you'll, you'll find me if you search that. Um, tweeting my stories out. I'm always giving good hot takes on the on the. I still call it the Twitter sphere. I don't care what Elon. Musk I still call it that, that too. I, I don't get the X. I'm like, uh, what am I X? Yeah, something Twitter sphere. Yes, Twitter. So <laughs> all of these bold, preposterous takes I'm putting on here, I put them on Twitter too. So if you want to follow along, you know, go on that app and check it out. But yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Like I said, I'm doing this part time. I'm probably stepping away from journalism and probably going into another field, which I'm still working on that. It's been a couple months, but. We're making some progress. So she's doing that in the meantime to get by. It's been a lot of fun. Awesome, dude. Well, I'm, I'm glad you reached out and asked to come on the show. I'm like, yeah, I'll get you back on it. Head on a while. So I pr- appreciate you coming on. Make sure you guys go check out what Muhammad and, and Malik are doing over there at the uh, right network and sit down and all that stuff. I appreciate it, Malik. Malik. Muhammad. Too many <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. You have a great time. And like I said, I'll have to get you back on again. So keep me updated yeah. on what you're doing, all right? Yeah, we'll definitely chat soon, man. You take care and enjoy the weekend. All right, brother. You too. Take it easy. All right, guys. Go follow those guys. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Like I said, we have different difference of opinions. That's fine. Like I said, I'm not always right. Hell, I don't know. Maybe Joe will go there and suck Sunday. I have no idea. But you guys, if you're watching my show, I'm always optimistic. It's depressing any other way to look at it for me. So. We'll see what happens. I had a whole bunch of other stuff written down, and we didn't get to any of it because Malik, I said it again, Malik, Muhammad came in and brought the fire, <laughs> brought some good good stuff up. I had to I had to kind of clap back at him a little bit. So anyway, uh, if you guys enjoyed that, uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Anyway, let's get the Facebook groups that let me live stream. I appreciate every single one of them. They are Houday Nation, Houday Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Radical Reds, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar, and then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter X, and Threads. Uh, Twitter X is at Jeff A. Trenopole. Uh, TikTok is at Iceman90. Uh, like I said, make sure you guys check the channel out. I've been trying to do more videos and more shorts and clipping out some of the highlights from the show. So if you wouldn't mind going there and uh, checking those out. If you guys got any ideas or anything for stuff you'd like me to, to talk about or cover, uh, shoot me a message on either Twitter or uh, Facebook, or you can probably comment on the show in the comment box there and let me know, and I'll try to take care of it for you. Um, all right, so like I said, I think the Bengals are win 20-17. Um, I am confident that Joe Burrow is moving more. Um, I like what I've seen. I know I think Paul asked in the comments what he looked like at practice. Um, I actually haven't. I was just down there uh, to say hi to the guys. I didn't make it to the bridge this week. But from the videos and everything 
that all the beat writers that I've talked to and read say he's looking better. He he's moving more. Um, like I said, the quick twitch movement. Um, I have a video where here, I'll show you this, and this is kind of where he's taking a seven step drop and he's put a pad in his feet. Just just check this. I kind of set this or put this on the show earlier this week, but watch just watch his feet. So that right there where he's taking seven step jobs, moving his feet back and forth. Yes, it's not gain speed. And I know Muhammad said that. I'm like, you can't, <laughs> we can't simulate gain speed. So we're not going to know how he's actually going to react until it's actual gain speed. But just seeing that right there, that I think um, bodes well. And what I've said is that I think it's more a mental thing because he did hurt it in Baltimore or, or, or against Baltimore. Because, like I said, go back and watch that. He was moving outside the pocket. He was right, especially that second half. And I think he got a little overconfident, and he heard it. So that's where I think the problem is now, is he is super conscious about it, of not hurting it. He's got to try to get over that mental hurdle a little bit. So hopefully that happens Sunday. Anyway, uh, I'll be pulling a sign-off later on tonight. Podcast. You, uh, uh, it's on Beanpot, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Leave a five-star review and a comment to more Cincinnati fans to find my podcast. YouTubers, I said, you guys are awesome. 2,384. I appreciate all the support. You know, you guys are awesome. Whether you, you like what I say, you don't like what I say, whatever. It doesn't hurt my feelings. I don't, you know, I, I enjoy doing this. This is so much fun. And Brad, I would love to get Dan Hort on next week. I will do my best, uh, but getting him and Lapham on during the season is really hard because they are always doing stuff. So, But I will reach out to Dan and see if I can get him on or not. I've been trying to reach out to get Lap on for a couple months now, and he hasn't been able to work it out. So, But I will do my best to try to get him on. Anyway, you guys have a great weekend. Uh, Bearcats are not going to win this week. They're not going to lose either because they're not playing. <laughs> so, And if you guys listen to the talk back, I left on Tony Pike Show. Yeah, I messed up. I said, go. I said, the Bearcats going to win. Ow. I messed up. Bad bees. You know, that's why I said Muhammad and Malik. Whatever. Stuff happens. Anyway, you guys have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you Monday. Hopefully, we're going to have a Bengals victory Monday show with the great Corey Dillon. Like I said, Bengals are winning 20 to 17. You heard it here first, maybe second, third, whatever. We're going to win. And that's your sports, baby. See ya!
Stipes, you 